What's up, ECFL? BC Prodigy here with you for another episode of Winging It. It is the final regular season episode of Winging It. Joined today by J Mac, my co host. J Mac, what's going on? Uh, another day. Another day. I'm heartbroken over FSU, but um, I get past it. And we got a special guest. I, I think this is, I think I could still tag you with this. The new head coach of the Atlantic City Armada, Traeger. What is going on? I just want to point out to all y'all Texas fans, Arkansas kicked y'all's ass. Horns down? Horns down. Horns down, baby. Has that shine worn off you yet there, the Traeger, about the new head coach? No, no, but it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, I mean, one game doesn't prove anything about my coaching abilities. <clears throat> I, I want to prove that I can stand toe-to-toe with the best of the best. Well, you know you know, you got a supporter in me. Uh, obviously, we've had relations with the other previous league that will be left unmentioned. But I'm telling you right now, too, new recruits coming in, you're not – you're not going to find a better recruiter that puts his heart and soul into this than Trigger does. I believe we had a four-hour phone conversation the first day recruiting opened up in the other league and basically sold me on it the first day. So if we find someone he wants, he's going to commit to it. Hey. Hey. That's commitment. I mean, if they're, com- if they're willing to go to my team, I mean, it's only fair that I give them my all as well. I mean, because it's you have to give your all for them to come to you with the passion and the desire to be the best as well. I mean, because if you half ass it, they're going to go somewhere where someone else gave more of an effort. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. And that's just one of the beauty things of this league is it gives guys who may not have had the opportunity to coach, be a head coach, or be in the main position of a school in the other league, a chance to do so. And you're going to have some people who are kind of diamonds in the rough that you're going to see jump to the top of people's coaching charts um, as it comes down to who's a solid coach in this league, who's one of the best of the best in the league, because they may not have gotten that shot previously, but they're getting it here. So just another thing that makes this league so elite. But back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> J Mac, you wanna you wanna hit us? I guess we can we can wait since or do we wanna start with polls? We can start with polls. We don't have them, of course, but we can do our polls. Yeah, we have our our personal top five. Uh you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Well, number five. It will have. It will have to be. Who? I'm gonna start at one. <laughs> the, the, That's the safer bet. Yeah, one South Alabama, Maui. You have one loss. South Alabama's on, a, I believe, a six or seven game winning streak at this point. Seven, I believe. Seven game winning streak at this point. So I have to go with them 
because they they're the team that gave you that one in their own uh seven game winning streak and they're playing fantastic ball. So I, I'm going with um, South Alabama at one, two, Maui, of course, three, Amelia, um, uh, four, four is Chattanooga, and five I have. Atlantic City at five. Atlantic City is in my top five. Do it all like it? For, does it feel like Atlantic City is six and three? Um, to you, project it seems like they've been more inconsistent, but they're six and three. So, um, I haven't put them in my top five. So yeah, they're my number five team. I don't know if inconsistent would be the word I go with. I think I think there's some bias coming through it with uh, how their games have ended up, how some of them have been very close and have been comeback wins for them, which is, mm-hmm. is no shape or form is bad. I think it just affects the public perception of them. But I think they, they are one of the top teams, not only in the East Conference, but in the league. What tier? Do you have them A, B? Do you hold them in the Maui, Bama, Chattanooga tier? I would put them probably um, at a B, at that B tier, going A, B, C, D. Um, so no B pluses, no B minuses in this. It's just A, B, C, D for me. Um, okay. those, those A levels are who's been in the top three all year. It's the Maui State, Bone Town, Amelia, and South Alabama. Uh, or not Bone Town, Chattanooga. Uh, that B level, I'd put Atlantic City, Bone Town, A&M in there. Um, and I'd have to do a deep dive on the rest of them, but yeah. Atlantic City's definitely in that B tier. Okay, okay. Um, you going or Trey will go your top five? I can go. It's going to be very similar. You had, I'm going to guess you had Amelia at three because you kind of cut out there for me. Yeah, I got Amelia at three. Mine's similar. The one switch would be, um. Uh, would be Chattanooga at three instead of Amelia. I go, you guys got the win over us, but those two shutouts for me give me give the edge to Chattanooga. Okay. <laughs> Trig, it is on you to break the tie. What is your top five? I got, of course, South Alabama number one, followed by Maui, followed by Amelia, because they do have that tiebreaker over Chattanooga who's going to fall in four. And then I have Bone Town number five. You have Bone Town over Atlantic City. Yes, and that's just because if you look at the people we have lost to, we've like uh, Bone Town lost to East Townsend, Chattanooga, and Atlantic City. Three teams right there who all are A B tier. Where if you look at Atlantic City's losses, we've lost to. Uh, the Panama State, we've lost to Atlantic City, we lost to Chattanooga. I mean, their quality of losses have been better than ours, um, and they haven't been shut out. We have. Okay. Okay, I see where I see where you're going. But I will say, taking it back to your three and four, you gave Amelia your third third spot because we we beat Nuga head to head. So even yep. though you beat Bone Town head to head. You still believe Bone Town deserves the fifth ranked team over Atlantic City? 
I mean, if you look at Amelia and Chattanooga, they both have immaculate records, and they've not dropped any games like Atlantic City has. I mean, when you look at the difference and who we both, who we all lost to, Atlantic City right now uh, lost to a team that's in the bottom five in Atlanta Tech. I mean, and that's no offense to Atlanta Tech; they're a great program, but nope. they're not the caliber of East Townsend <laughs> or Chattanooga that. Bone Town's lost to. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. Do you who you have at your? You still you have um, Atlantic City as your fifteen, right, Prodigy? Yeah, I do have Atlantic City at five. Um, I just I think Atlantic City is right now the hotter team, in my opinion, as far as it goes. Uh, so that's why I have them at five. I didn't understand the jump from five to three bone town made last year or last week. I didn't understand how they could jump Chattanooga and Chattanooga could shut out a team and still drop a spot. Um, so I didn't necessarily understand that, but it all's right in the world. Now we're, we're back where, where I think we're comfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, we were going to no. I said what I said. No, get off your chest segment. Um, schedule. Oh yeah, the schedule. No, we no. We we do the schedule next because Trey go, go say something real quick. Man, what I have to say to everybody out there is activities is key because get in your locker room. I mean, it makes it more enjoyable for everybody. Get out there, talk. I mean, and then don't forget to react to your weekly schedule. Post. Because doing that alone helps you get your offensive line better. Better your offensive line is, better you play. And you'll see that these same teams who are top the A tier, such as Chattanooga, Maui, and South Alabama, they always have their team fully reacted to advance their offensive line more. Where if you look at every other team, we don't get that because we don't get the full team react bonus. Gotcha. I mean, that, that is to add on to that, I would say there's a lot of avenues there is to make not even your team better, but yourself better for free. It's like a subscribe button, a like button. It costs you absolutely nothing. So this pressing the button makes your team better. So I, I will just add on to that. No, and I th- I think I've talked about I talked about this two weeks ago, J Mac. You, I got heated and kind of called out some people. I named names, um, but you trigger. You're exactly right. It's it doesn't take much to actually just be involved. And I'm gonna take it a step further. Um, new recruits, the guys who are coming into the league now, weren't able to get onto a roster this season. They've kind of just been sitting here watching as things go. Now's your time. Now's the time to start getting active. Start posting every day in chat because. You got a head coach right here in this chat room that, or in this podcast that will tell you that's what they look for. They want people who are active. They want people who are going to uh, bring in a positive locker room and show out when they need to show out. So if you're showing up right now with two weeks left to go in the season, people are going to take notice of that. And, yeah, that is a good bow on it. We are um, transitioning over to schedule. We will go by the, the schedule on the website. It has, I don't know if this is official, Black Paul may change things because Atlantic 
City Armada in East Townsend play first. And I know at least me and Trig agree that this is the game of the week. Um, so I'll go first. Atlantic City versus East Townsend. East East Townsend is one of those teams that's, that's they're up and down. They're up and down. Oh, and to add on to it, this this game is for the East number two seed who will play Chattanooga in the conference championship. So a lot of weight carrying because one team is going to make the playoffs guaranteed. One team can miss it completely. So East Townsend, Atlantic City. <laughs> Oh, that blowout, that blowout. I mean, that when, when y'all just score, that really – it's a toss-up. Like, <laughs> it's the, uh, Atlantic City by three, 24-21. 24-21 Atlantic City, you say? Yes, sir. I don't mind that score. Um, looking at this, this is this is from a Chattanooga perspective. This is who we'll be facing uh, for that con- that number one seed come playoff time in that conference game. Um, I don't fear either of these teams as far as Chattanooga goes, but I. I, I'm less worried about Townsend against us than I am Atlantic City. Um, I just don't I don't see Townsend at the same caliber that Atlantic City's at. So as far as a Chattanooga perspective, I'd love Atlantic or East Townsend to win it um, because I think that's the easier opponent to game plan for. Um, mm-hmm. But as a media member perspective, Atlantic City's the favorite right now. Um, I'm gonna go twenty-one fourteen Atlantic City. Okay. Well, we are. What you got, Trick? <laughs> I mean, you it, whoever watched our game last week saw a night and day difference in our defense. We held a top five defense. I mean, top five offense in every category to nothing. We forced five turnovers from an amazing uh, team. Um, I mean, I don't think East Townsend is the caliber of Bone Town. And I'm going to go uh, Atlantic City 28-17. Just okay. because of – I think it's going to be a defensive battle, but I don't think East Townsend can keep up. Okay. All right. Well, was it unanimous? Atlantic City will be number two in the East. Um. Palm Beach nightcap, Palm Beach versus Panama State. They're both teams that's two and four in the conference at the moment. A win gives them life. It doesn't guarantee them a shot, but it gives them life. Um, so I, I'm going to say Panama State win this win this game. I thought it was I thought it was going to win last week's game. So I'm going to continue to go with them. I say. Twenty-one thirty-one, Panama State. I like the score. I don't like the outcome. I think it's going to be twenty-one thirty-one, Palm Beach. Okay. I think we got a shootout coming. I'm expecting <laughs> thirty-eight forty-one, 
Palm Beach. 3841 Palm Beach. Okay. Um, Tuesday, Amelia Earhart. Central Texas Raiders. Um, Amelia Earhart came off of a heart fault win versus Frontier. Um, Central Texas, they they just lost by five points, I believe, to South Alabama. Um, I just think this is a bad matchup for Central Texas. Amelia Earhart wins 38-21. Um, considering how Amelia played against Frontier, uh, I will just leave it at hmm, 24-21, Amelia. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 28-31, Amelia. I mean, Frontier over the past few weeks, I mean, uh, not Frontier, well, Frontier against uh, the... Texas has improved uh, dramatically over the past few weeks. I mean, so I think it's going to be a lot closer, but I just think Amelia just has a talent that can't be that's just there. It's too much of a presence. Yes. And the thing about Amelia is that they jump out early on teams. So it seems like teams are trying, always trying to play catch up with them. Um, Frontier, they're one of the better. What I, <laughs> they have gotten better from week one. They so now they are now they're respectable. So, and Central Texas is the same thing. They've been competing all year, and if you know they win, their playoff chances is on life support. But it's, it's they still have a chance. So that that's that's a good game to watch. Um, the nightcap: Chattanooga Steam versus Tennessee A and L. Trick, who you got? Chattanooga by big. <laughs> I'm not even gonna call point margin, but Tennessee A and M has not been consistent this year whatsoever. They can come out and throw up five six hundred yards, or they're gonna come out and throw up two hundred. I mean, yeah. and Chattanooga just is one of those defenses that you're not you you can't come find your identity playing Chattanooga. You have to be all you have to be ready because that game's not going to be an easy one to find an identity. Prodigy, what you got? Oh no, J Mac, you're going first here. Tennessee A and M, they have to be the biggest enigma of the ECFL. Like the beginning of the season, they started off I think with two and zero or three and zero. Then they went, you know, the mid, you know, mid um mid season low. Then last week. They put up 40-something points on Atlantic Tech. I mean, they don't have a defense to speak of, but, I mean, 45 points for Tennessee A&M, that, that's a lot of points. So, I see Chattanooga 
I thought y'all was going to zip um, the last team y'all played, but I think Tennessee A&M is a, a potential team to get zipped. So I've, I've been the steam 31-0. Or 31-3. I'd be respectable. 31-3. All I'm going to say is we are going to remind the ECFL why they are little brother. <laughs> not one. Not two. But three shutouts for the Chattanooga team. 41-zip. 41-zip. Whew. All right. Wednesday night, we have Bone Town versus Atlantic Tech Cheetahs. Prodigy, what do you have? Uh, I think it'll really, this game could become the game of the week, in my opinion, depending on how the first game between Atlantic Tech and Townsend goes. Um, because you're you could be and and depending on how Tennessee A&M's game goes, because uh, there's only a few ways that Bone Town can be out of the playoffs, so they could be fighting for their life at 6 p.m. on the 15th. Um, so I think they match up really well with Atlanta Tech. If if uh, Dylan Tate can do what he did last week, it's going to be a problem for Bone Town. Um, but I will go Bone Town. Uh, I'll go Bone Town by 10, 31 21. Okay. Um, I'll go quickly. I say Atlantic Tech just gave up 40 something points to Tennessee A now. So I think Bone Town puts up a lot of points. But Atlantic Tech have the ability to put up points as well. I think it's a shootout. Uh, Bone Town wins. 42-35 to secure their spot in the playoffs. See, you're going with the shootout score. I'm going on the complete opposite side. Bonetown knows that it's they're fighting for a life right now. So many teams are right now. I think they're going to play conservative on offense and run the clock out because Atlanta Tech's defense is not able to slow down Bonetown. I'm going with 28 to 10. So I, the, the, what, the, the side note on that is Bone Town, they're a pass first team. For some, for some reason, when they, they should run, they pass. So I don't think they're ever going to go run first on anyone. And I, that, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go run first. I just don't think they're going to be taking those 80-yard shots that we're used to all season. Oh, gotcha. Uh, because they just gave up five turnovers. I think they're <laughs> going to play a little more conservative, do slants over the middles, out routes, to try to let Needle uh, be able to get his footing back under him going into the playoffs to rebuild his confidence. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um... The nightcap for Wednesday, another playoff game. Week 10, as you can see, is full of playoff games with implications. Um, Desert State versus Frontier. Desert State win, they're in the playoffs. Frontier is eliminated. They cannot make the playoffs. So Desert State, the game is on them. This at home, last game of the season. 
They should win. Keyword is should. They won't win. They will fall short to Frontier. 28-31. Frontier pulls off the upset. Keeps Desert State. I, I mean, they still may make the playoffs if they lose, but I think if they lose, they, they won't they won't get in. Okay. Um, I'm predicting a sleeper of a ball game. Like this is this one will be potentially a time for a bathroom break. <laughs> um I think the only exciting part of this game, and this is this is on how, how confident I am in Frontier, is the fact that Frontier wants to play spoiler. Uh this game will end up being 14-10 in favor of Desert State. Mm. 14-10. Oh, okay. Trick. I mean, this game right here, I think, is one of the harder games to call. Because Desert State has an amazing defense coming out. And Frontier's offense hasn't... I mean, they've slowly got better. But their offense still isn't great. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I'm going to go with Frontier 21-18. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Thursday, week 10, last two games of the season for regular season. Ozark versus South Alabama. This is a quick one for me. I think South Alabama wins. I think they win convincingly. I think they win 45-28. And I think Mac Mills tries to tries to join the 600 club this week. No respect for Ozark Valley after what they did last <laughs> week, huh? No, no, not at all. I they think be- o- Ozark Valley, if they play the way they played last week, they can compete with anybody. Um, I think this is going to be another one that people are tuning into because, oh, Ozark's leading at halftime. Or, oh, it's going into the fourth quarter and Ozark's up. Um, I think South Alabama ends up pulling it off, but I think it's going to be a nail-biter for South Alabama. I think... Uh, I think it's 30... Same same thing as Ozark Valley's game last week. 37-34, but in favor of South Alabama. Okay. I'm going to play spoiler here. I think Ozark wins. I think Ozark wins 37-34. And that's just because South Alabama is hot right now. And everyone knows the Sim Gods do not always stay in your favor. <laughs> I mean, we've all saw it happen. This We're sitting here going, wait, what? And Ozark right now, they figured out a little bit more just by using the legs of the Django rigs a lot more. And mm-hmm. I d- and I, I don't think South Alabama is going to be quite ready for it. I mean, so I, I'm going to say Ozark gets the upset here. Okay. All right, Prodigy. This is our upset of the year game. Cascade versus Maui State, the Stern Bowl. Maui State needs this win to um, stay in the playoff hunt. I mean, uh, for the conference championship. 
If they win this, they are guaranteed the number one spot. If they lose this in South Alabama in the million wins, they are slated at number three. Um, two brothers facing each other. Trick, you can knock this out one first. All right. I actually have got to be a part of the starting bowl in the previous league. Um, they kind of go back and forth year after year. They, 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 no one has a lead in that. So this year, it's Ted's year to win it. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to say Maui 21-18. Okay. Um, for me, I have been calling this game, for I guess, since I've been doing this podcast <laughs> with, with Prodigy, I've been calling Cascade to win this game. So I'm going to continue saying Cascade win this game. They beat Maui. Legion's the better Stern. 35-31 Cascade State. Prodigy, what do you have to say about this game? It wouldn't be a show without me pissing off Maui, would it? <laughs> Not at all. I've said it all year. Um, Maui State, you can be as good as you want, but you're going into playoffs with a loss. Um, you're you're going to be coming off of a loss going into playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to be very close, but I think Cascade, this is their Super Bowl um, this year. So I think it's going to be 21-14 Cascade. Okay. All right. All right, and that is the the, the week 10 schedule, week 10 um, regular season schedule. Um. We can hop on the the playoff picture real quick um, for the West because that's more simple. The three teams in the playoffs are Amelia Earhart at two, Maui at one, South Alabama at three in conference standings. Four is Desert State. If they win, they're in. But Cascade Central and Ozark Valley has a chance to make the playoffs if things fall their way. Um, who do you think gets the fourth spot, Trick? Central Texas. Central Texas. You said it confidently. All right. All right, Project, who you got for the fourth spot? Cascade. Cascade. All right. Um, for my fourth spot, I picked Desert State to lose, so I can't pick them for the fourth spot. Um, but I mean, no, if they, no, at you know what I've been saying, Ozark Valley, I picked them to lose too. I can't. I, can't. Uh, I guess I will have to say Cascade as well. Cascade for the fourth spot in the West East. There's a cluster in the East. You have Chattanooga number one. They will be in the conference championship no matter what. The battle for the two spot, East Townsend versus Atlantic City. Um, the four spot right now is Bone Town because they have the tiebreaker over Tennessee A&M. So, who do you have making the playoffs for the East? Prodigy. 
well, we've known for weeks that Chattanooga will be one. Um, so Chattanooga, uh, Atlantic City, East Townsend, and Bone Town are my picks to make the playoffs. Okay. Um, for me, Nuga is going to make it. Um, East. I think I think Atlantic uh, Atlantic City and East Townsend make it, and for the fourth spot, Bone Town sneaks in. I think they sneaks in for the fourth spot, and they get in the playoffs. Trey, do you have anything? Number one, you got Chattanooga. Number two, you have Atlantic City because they're playing with a passion. They got shut out, and they <laughs> they want a rematch against the the Choo Choo. Number three, you have Bone Town. Number four, you have East Townsend. Okay. Um, Prodigy, you think if y'all play again, would it be uh, two donuts or they, you go give them three points this time? Rewind. <laughs> uh, well. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you, you are going to game plan for us well, I think. Um, that's why I said I, I'm a little bit more nervous facing you guys than I am Ace Townsend. East Townsend, I think we'd put a donut up on, uh, just being honest. And uh, I think this one could be a very close game if it ends up being Atlantic City versus Chattanooga. Okay. Are we going to transition quickly to the player of the year? I don't have a favorite right now going to week 10. And that's, you know, that's crazy. Usually in the college season, you have like a, a front runner. And I don't particularly have a front runner for player of the year for the offense or defense. Um, I think it's up to grabs. I think week 10 is up to grabs for Mojo. A 200-yard game will solidify him for player of the year. But same thing can be said if um, Bridges have a big game, um, Mac Mills. I think Diddle, that four-turnover game, that, you know, knocking down the peg. So he have to do something extraordinary this game to get back in the conversation. And, yeah, I think it's Bridges, Mac Mills, Mojo, award to lose at this point. And like I said last week, I think Adiva Salaman will win it. Those four horsemen, Gonzalez, Kruger, Did- um, Diddle, and Knox. I'm, I'm pulling for Knox. So he's he's my winner if I had to pick someone. So it'll be Knox and between for the offense, it's whoever whoever have a big game this week. Well, I'll be a little bit more specific here. Um I I have a favorite. It's been the favorite since last week. It's Mojo. Mojo will ride a two hundred fifty yard and three touchdown game to okay. the offensive player of the year and Bo Diddle will take a strip sack for a touchdown for a defensive. Okay. Okay. Trey, you have any favorites? On offense? No. I mean it's a close race. I mean BC's gonna say that goes team and he wants the M do great. But on defense, I know this is going to come a shock, but I'm going with Benjamin K, linebacker from Atlantic City. He's really high on tackle. He has a full stat sheet. He has like four interceptions, two forced fumbles, 
a fumble recovery. I'm going to go with Benjamin K. Okay. What they, they call him K9, right? I mean, they call yeah, him it's 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 K9. Okay. Um that would definitely be a dark horse. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think we ever brought up K9 before. We I mean, think that we probably should have, but I don't I don't think we ever brought him up before. Um I don't you know winning, but you know, but that's a dark horse. I that's a dark horse. I got to check him out. I mean, if you look at a stat sheet, the reason he's never been brought up is because Atlantic City has had a bad habit of letting 40-something points up a game. But that isn't because of that player. That player in K-9 has been an anchor for that defense all season long. He's been someone that the team could rally around. He'd make a big play to help us get back in it. When you see our 21 points comebacks that we were getting in the second half for three, four weeks, K-9 was there making plays. Oh, okay. All right. Boy, hey. Uh, hey, Project, you got to get um Kane Elliott to start talking about Mojo like this. You know, he probably, probably wins, get some more votes. I mean, I'll be, I'll be the mojo. I think I've officially been named, and Semi AFK is gonna be pissed at this. The mojo uh, fan club president at this point. Um, I don't know if he, I'll make Semi my vice president, but his his whole obsession's a little creepy with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, mojo, mojo by far is, in my opinion, like I said last week, I think he did too much these for the beginning of the season for anyone to catch him. So. Uh, Mojo's my end-all, be-all for player of the year. Okay. All right. Um, Get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. Um, Trig, do you have anything? No, not get it off your chest. We did that. Do you have anything for I said what I said segment? Atlantic City wins the, play- the playoffs. You said Atlantic City wins in the playoffs or they win the playoffs? They win it all. Oh boy! Did, did did we do a breathalyzer before he he got on this podcast, Prodigy? I mean, he's driving, so I, I assume he's sober. But I mean, I look at it like this: the in my mind, Chattanooga. I think a lot of people in the league are expecting an East for or a West v West championship uh, between either South Alabama, Maui, South Alabama, Amelia, Maui, Amelia. Um, I'll, so, I'll tell you about this. Maui won't make it out of the first round. I agree. Um, I think in the East, Chattanooga is by far the favorite for any for a West team to make it. But I think Amelia or not Amelia, uh, Atlantic City is a sneaky pick to uh, run the table and end up being a potential East East playoff championship. Okay. Okay. That that's a that's a spicy. I said what I said. Segment. <laughs> um, I will go next. I will let you end it all, Prodigy. For my I said what I said segment is, um, my favorite quarterback, Bridges. I think he averaged a turnover a quarter, <laughs> but. 
<laughs> but he put up un, unworldly numbers. So, you know, so, and that has led us to a 72 record. So, especially as a defensive player, it's a love hate relationship with a quarterback like that because he put us a lot of points, but also he puts you on short fields at times. So, I'm saying if Bridges can cut his turnovers in half, he can probably be the best quarterback in ECFL history. Don't that's, don't be so speechless. That's a that's a big claim. <laughs> that's a very big claim. Um, I I could see him being a very being listed in the elite. Um. <laughs> I just I don't know if he'll go down as the best for sure, but if he cuts down the turnovers, he's going to be one of the elite names for a long time. Okay. I don't see him cutting his turnovers in half. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big if. <laughs> I mean, well, y'all y'all are talking about something I don't even see happening. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. Prodigy, what you got? All right. This might be at the level of a Palm Beach prediction for me. Um, and I said it in league chat earlier this week, but there, this is a twofold. Looking at the end of season two, when, when we're sitting at this time at season two, we will see both. Ozark Valley and Frontier in playoff spots. Um, I think both coaching staffs are looking, are hungry. Doma is going to turn over house, I believe, and Mears and K-Town are a very solid pairing to the point where I think they'll be able to get some dogs in Frontier uh, and make a run for playoffs. And for the two that are going to drop out of playoffs, or the one that would knock off potentially, because really I only have to fill one spot because that four spot is anyone's grabs in the West. Maui State drops out of the playoff hunt for next season. <laughs> oh boy, you thought they was better at you before. Oof, my. You lose your offense when you lose Thrasher Baines. He's a senior. He has announced earlier this week that he and Ryan Dunn will both retire at the end of the year. I mean, Maui State, they talk a lot. Was he serious? Yep. He's already made his player. He's a receiver. And Ryan Dunn's a quarterback. Both will announce, Both have announced they will go to high school route next year. Mm. Ah, well, that's not that – may, that makes, makes some sense. Okay. Um, the sec I, I'll let you guys respond to this first, but um, the second part of that prediction is no team in the ECFL finishes with less than three or three losses. That's believable. I, I can say that because I, I'll agree with that because the talent's growing everywhere, and you, you see, there's two one-loss teams this year. 
And a lot of coaches are still getting their feet wet, such as myself. Um, I, next year, I think it's the whole playoff picture is anyone's game all year long. It's going to come down to who pulls the trigger at the final. Okay. Um, well, for for your last part, I think Amelia Earhart has the opportunity to debunk that. They, I think they – they can have a strong season this year and uh even stronger season next year because we're not losing much. Um, Maui State not making the playoffs. Ted is a good game planner in that defense. They were winning games on their defense alone early in the year before Thrashing Baines. Oh, that's who I didn't mention for player of the year. He may be a front runner for player of the year. <laughs> but that, that, back to Maui not making the playoffs. Um, their defense will still be intact for the most part. So I would say I don't. They may drop to you know maybe three, four, but I still think they make the playoffs off of Ted in that defense. Uh, I don't think there's any way Maui misses the playoffs. He may not win a playoff game, but he'll <laughs> make the playoffs. Here is my thinking. Yes. Maui Maui is good, and this is nothing on Maui's overall talent-wise. It is a statement to how good the Western Conference is going to be next year. Okay. Uh, Ozark Valley and Frontier, I've already said, are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, that's my prediction. Both of those teams will be probably 3-4 in the playoffs, but they'll be in the playoffs. Um, Cascade has looked sharp at times to the point where Legion will get them. I know Legion can get them right. Central Texas has stepped up these last couple weeks. Desert State has constantly been a, they could beat you on any given day. Um, I think that talent level, you're not going to have a one in four conference record there. It's going to be, it's going to look a lot more like the Eastern Conference this year, where you have a bunch of teams at three and three, a bunch of teams at two and four going into that final week. And it's like, this is up for anybody at this point. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I, I see your thinking. Um, I don't think me and Trig agree, but I see I see your thinking. Um, I do want to point one thing out about Cascade. Mano yeah, Silva, senior. Joe Idol, senior. Um, it's, uh, Tutu Longtree. I, I don't know his new name over here. I haven't kept a close track. Senior. Kruger, senior. Cascade's taking a hit. Okay. Well, I don't probably you don't even have them in your top four next year, right? Do you have them in your top four? Cascade? Yeah. For next year, I do not. I think they're probably sitting at the bottom of that conference next season. Um and with some key with some wins to similar to how Ozark Valley and Frontier have gone about it this year, where they're playing spoiler. Um but it's when Maui has to go up against a retooled Ozark, a retooled Frontier, a improved Central Texas, um, and an improved Desert State, you're not walking away with more than two losses in conference, and then you have to face the East as well. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And what do you think about Chattanooga next year, or the Eastern Conference in general? The Eastern Conference is going. It's going to be the same way. 
there's not going to be a clear cut favorite. I don't think um, you have Atlantic city or I guess team TBD at this point with, I can say that now for Atlantic city and uh, frontier, because that was announced this week that both will be rebranding. Um, so you'll have the uh, Armada, the bone town, um, you'll have a, I truly believe a retooled Palm beach, a retooled Panama state, because you got a lot of young teams in the East side too. Um, it'll be, it'll be a very tight race, but at the same time, Chattanooga is damn young too. Yeah. Our oldest, our oldest players are, I believe are, I believe Harrison Murray's a junior. He'll be back. It's sophomore. He's got two more years. Never mind. I, I've stopped caring about great years in our uh, group because I'm like, these guys are going to be with me for the four years that I'm at Chattanooga, so it doesn't matter. Um, so it's just if they can keep that edge. If Chattanooga can keep that edge, we'll be sitting in the same position next year. Um, but we got to keep the edge through the offseason. Okay. Well, I... I don't think Chattanooga stays number one. I think they make playoffs, but I don't think they stay number one next year. Okay. That's a very real possibility. I could see that as a very real possibility. Because with teams also changing, um, conferences may change. So I think it's even hard to make a determination because depending on where a team's located, a team conferences may shift because we have an Alabama playing in the West Coast where like Frontier may make a North Carolina, which needs to go east or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's 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 another interesting um point too. Uh off season. It's gonna be so fun. So so much fun with all this stuff. All this stuff to do. Um the polls should come out tomorrow. I would say at the latest. Same thing with the schedule. I believe the teams already know who's playing tomorrow. Um so yeah. Week 10 playoff, the playoffs podcast. I can't wait for these podcasts. So, looking forward to next time, fellas. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Drinker, thanks for joining us. Of course, congrats on that first win last week. Uh, and best of luck next week and then or this week. And then best of luck next week, man. You got you got you got some sleepless nights ahead of you of game planning for Chattanooga. <laughs> oh boy. But if anyone, if no one else has anything to say before we, before yeah, me, I'll, I'll sign her off. Uh, I, was about, I was about to say something. Uh, no. Well, if Trigger wins, I'll make sure he'll come back on and talk talk about his victory over Chattanooga. Um, you know, oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> that's the key word. If you made it this far, the key word is Trigger. Appreciate you hopping on. Um, appreciate you guys listening. If you made it this far, it has been fun. Prodigy, we have, what, three more weeks left, maybe? According to broadcast schedule, playoffs is one week. So we'll have uh, this week and next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, it will go by fast. So, hey. Definitely can't wait for the podcast next week. Next week, we will have 
a, a good podcast show, but I think we'll have one in the off season, the week after the off season as well. We'll have yeah. high school coaches to announce. We'll have potentially some team changes to announce, depending on how quickly those get submitted to be announced. Uh, yeah. I know working with uh, the mod God on the inside now with Jersey creations, uh, it could be a lot sooner than people expect for some of these announcements. We've been working hard on that kind of stuff. I okay. won't spoil anything, but uh, it's definitely going to be, it's, it's going to have to be before um, recruiting starts because these teams yeah. are going to have to be sold on these new things. Um, yeah. So I expect it to come out probably before the transfer window, the coaching period and recruiting begin. Uh, Mod God has announced that during the playoffs, all teams will be announced. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, speaking of jerseys, I, I saw the jersey um, versus Chattanooga. I mean, versus um, who, who do y'all play? Y'all played um, the game y'all just played. I saw the New Jersey's. Yes. Uh, versus uh, who, did, who was it again? I already wiped it from my mind because it didn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm get, I'm getting old. That that's old age. <laughs> Keep it Against in. Palm Beach, which I I I pissed off some Palm Beach fans at halftime when when there were some comments at halftime about this game being over, and I said in chat, "Why are we acting like Palm Beach ain't going to turn back in the Pumpkins' half, second half?" And look what they did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and you went out on the left for them. They didn't say nothing for you, so you know I understand. But yeah, I think I think we'll have we'll have a lot to talk about after playoffs as well, J Mac, as we get ready for this off season. And who knows, maybe we'll maybe we'll do maybe a live show during yeah. uh during the uh, recruiting period or the signing period when we get some announcements coming out. Uh, that could be that could be fun. Um, yeah, we was, they were talking about um doing a super show one time with um. Well, I haven't heard the beer podcast in a while, so I, I guess Mir's probably filling into that role. Um, Mir 30 right now um, has just been a little up and down. My work got hectic, and I just got laid off. Um, it got to the point I was working 20 hours a day, so I just didn't ever have time to to get everything in line for it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wait, it, it's all good. The Wigan and Podcast, you know, we've been we've been holding it down for everyone, and we we glad Mears has his thing going there. I think it's, it's Table Talk. You know, he covers a whole bunch of topics, and if um, you know, whenever you get a chance, definitely listen to his because you know he has a bunch of guests on. Prodigy was on. I think you was on the last one. I was on the last one. I'll be yeah. jumping straight over into Table Talk's live podcast here after this. Oh yeah, so yeah, he has a lot going on. I have to see see this Rams um Bears game, see how bad the Bears look <laughs> and go from there. Well, if no one else has anything to say, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. ECFL, All thanks right. for joining us for another week of winging it. We'll be back for the playoff episode next week. Should be an interesting one. Maybe we can get uh, Ace and Dingo back on the show since that would officially be all of the host teams in the pod yeah, in, in our podcast or in the playoffs. Amelia, Chattanooga, 
uh, Atlantic City and Maui will all be in the playoffs. So that could be interesting, depending yeah. on where seeding goes. That could be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll be back next week for another great episode. Oh, yeah. Quick, quick shout out to Dingo, CBS 8. They are our brother partner. Dingo just won a high school championship, so shout out to Dingo. Shout out to him and his newborn and his family. We'll see you soon. For sure. But we'll be back next week for another episode of Winging It. Bear with us because we got called out a couple times last week for being a little <laughs> delayed. We got, we're got we busy. We're busy people. So just let us have this. But as J-Mac said, cookie word is trigger. So put that send that over to Black Paw for some additional elite coin. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Winging It. Thanks for joining us and steam on ECFL.